generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. The Holy Spirit taught me something a while ago and I'll tell you why I'm telling you this. Do you know that the reading of scripture has purifying powers? Yeah. Just reading it. Yeah. Just reading it. Yes, with, a, with a heart, a regenerated heart, that is. Um, if your heart is not regenerated, it's just another book of information. But if your heart is regenerated by the Holy Spirit, he is the spirit behind the writers. He's the author. They were just writers. You know the author is not always the writer? You know there's something called ghost writing? Yeah. Do you know how many celebrities don't write their books? Yeah. But they are the author. Yes, sir. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah. Many of the world's biggest pastors don't write their book. Yeah. Transcribe the audio, read it, and then the writer knows how they sound. And so, series of back and forth, it will sound like them. But the writer is not always the author. The Holy Spirit is the author of the word. The prophets were, they wrote as they were moved or inspired by the Holy Spirit. And when your heart is regenerated and you read the word of God, just reading it alone, it purifies you. The word of God is like silver refined seven times. Now, someone's going to be like, I don't need to be purified. I'm already purified. Are you getting this thing at all? If the word of God has to be tested or purified seven times, purification is not just removing dirt. Are you understanding that? It is putting in place. Having it in place. Right? So there are aspects of purification that have to do with obvious dirt. Or let me use the other word, sanctification. Which is being set apart. Being set apart. So righteousness given to you in an instant. The work of sanctification is progressive. John 17, 17. Sanctify them how? By thy word. So it's the blood that purifies from sin, but the word sanctifies unto holiness. Are you saying that now? In the process of forgiveness of sins, sanctification, all I need is just faith. Once I believe that, imputed. Okay, when we get to the text, you see the Bible calls Lot righteous. We're not told that there was an altar call. Are you saying that? But I believe that Abraham explained to Lot. And then Lot believed just as Abraham believed. Because righteousness is by believing. And so by believing, God said, you're going to see later why God delivered Lot. It was because of Abraham. The Bible says that God remembered Abraham and delivered Lot. If you hang around me, you'll be delivered. Look at somebody say, hang around me, you'll be delivered. Have you seen people were arrested because they were in the wrong place? Yeah. They didn't commit the crime. They were just hanging around the wrong. Has it happened to you before? Tell me about it. Tell me. <laughs> it looks like a long story. So reading the word, it sanctifies you. Just read it. Just read it. Just read. Just read. Just read. And then you meditate and apply it. We'll talk about all of that. Now the reason I went through all of that is that repentance which means turning right to the Lord that positioning alone allows 
freedom in your space. There is the blessedness of owning up. So if you ever committed a crime as a child, a oh, crime is heavy as a child, did something wrong. So, crime as a child, hey? What are you doing? Carrying gun? <laughs> you did something wrong as a child. I don't know if it happened to you. It happened to you. I, I was a very active child. Like, I was very, very active. But active, I used to activate things around the house. Break glass doors. Some of you never broke anything. You're just very prim and proper. Nothing broke under your watch. I broke everything, apart from people's heads and, and bones anyway. But we had those glass doors. I'll be acting as if I'm in an action movie. Carmen and Renault should not try that. <laughs> they have this long glass thing in the house now. Boom! Boom! Ting, 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 now you stick to break it. <laughs> now there was one time I, I broke my neighbor's picture frame. We were playing. It was just play. You know, sound effects to make it. <laughs> Boom! So the thing broke. I happened to be the person who kicked the tennis ball. It was a tennis ball inside the living room. Imagine that. <laughs> you did something that could lead to death in the living room. So kicked it. Boom. So you didn't get it again later. A bro- broke. And you know, for like one minute, everyone will be quiet. Because we were children. I was, maybe I was like eight or nine or something like that. And then the other people were like six, then one or two people were 11. Now, how do you fix the frame? We don't even know where. You know, there's certain things you never know where they do until you have to do them. Yeah. Uh, you get what I'm saying? So we don't even know where they fix the frame and all of that. And then even if we did, money, no money. And even if we did, they would say drop it and come back. So definitely they would know. How many of you felt like your parents always knew when something was out of place? Yeah. They're in the parking lot. They've not entered the living room. Somebody has shifted that wall clock. <laughs> okay, the parking lot. So the issue was now who is going to help us explain that. And then better it was my parents' house. It wasn't my parents' house. It was my neighbor's house. So we had to ask one of the younger cousins to go and... To go. <laughs> but the guy didn't say anything. He just carried the frame and took it to my prince. <laughs> now, how many of you know that after they discover, at least, even though you know you're going to die or almost die, <laughs> you're just free? Yes. That tension has been resolved. Yes. That's what happens when we own up to our wrongdoing before God. That tension needs to be diffused for you to reclaim peace. Are you saying that now? Is the acknowledgement of wrong, are you understanding this, that then allows true fellowship? Because as long as Fidel thinks I have something against him, our fellowship will not flow. Even though I don't have anything against him. So he says, come, let us reason together. Though your scene was as dark as crimson, me, am I not the one? I will make you, I will sit as refiner's fire and I will purify you. Just let it out. 
All right. Your holiness quotient does not increase by a lack of admitting the presence of impurity. That was a mouthful. Let me say it again. Your holiness quotient does not increase by your lack of admitting that there is an issue that needs to be. How did Jerome put it? Addressed? What did he say? All right. So let's teach a little bit, shall we? Genesis 19, I'm not going to read from verse 1 again. If you love me reading the text, you can listen to the message. I just love Peter when he's reading the text. Listen to the message from first service. I'll read from verse 12 this time around. Genesis 19 from verse 12. Here's what it says. I'm going to read it for time. It was put on the screen. Then the man said to Lot, have you anyone else here? Son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in the city, take them out of this place. For we will destroy this place. Why? Because the outcry against them has grown great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy. Let me just give you context for that. That's Genesis 19, right? And verse what? 13. Now, when we go to Genesis chapter 18, in Genesis 18, we're going to see something very interesting there. Uh, go all the way to verse 16. Then the, might, then the man rose from there and looked towards Sodom. And Abraham went with, he, with them to send them on the way. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Look at somebody say, don't hide from God because God will not hide from you. God seeks fellowship with you. God is not seeking your perfection because he cannot find it. You walk in his imputed perfection through fellowship. So it is through fellowship that the riches of righteousness are revealed. It is through fellowship that the riches of righteousness are revealed. God cannot be looking for your perfection because you don't have it. Yes, Can you be looking for something that doesn't exist? It's like somebody, a medical doctor, a researcher is looking at me, looking at me and saying, I'm looking for your womb. <laughs> Do you mean my spiritual womb? <laughs> or what? I don't have a womb, so I wouldn't. No need. So, but God wants fellowship, right? So he says, you know what? We tell our friends stuff, don't we? Don't we? Instead of praying for the prophetic, stay in fellowship. And what other people will call prophetic will be privileged information to you. Because so if Abraham was in this day and he just said on social media, hmm, doomsday approaching Sodom. He said, ah, prophet, my boy. He's just a friend of God. Are they prophets? Absolutely. Is the prophetic real? Absolutely. But every believer ought to walk in the prophetic. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So true fellowship, the creator of all time zones, can reveal to me in the now what science will discover five years from now. And that's why it says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord and it shall lead him in his way. Romans eleven fourteen. as many as are led by the spirit of God. Who are those people? 
and the Lord says, shall I have this from Abraham what I am doing? How many of you feel hurt sometimes when your friend is working on something and doesn't tell you? Next to just the social media, gets him married, hitched. You feel betrayed, don't you? Like, ah, I thought we used to pray together, hang out, next thing, boom. Now, how many of you also feel bad when you've been telling your friend about something, working together about something, and you finally release it, and the friend doesn't even say hello, congratulations. Anybody like that? That thing can pain you if you are close. Come on, who knows what I'm talking about? Or are you the friend that doesn't say congrats? So fellowship is about revelation. Now, revelation happens through fellowship. If I have to keep prodding you, nudging you, prodding you to volunteer information, that means our fellowship has not matured. Because when our fellowship has matured, revelation becomes the natural release. We release information to those we trust. And those that we trust can handle that information. And the Lord said, shall I have remember what I'm doing since Abraham shall surely. Somebody say surely. surely. Hey! God said in verse 18, I'll tell you why this is important. Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Why? God I made a covenant with him. Genesis 12, God appeared to him, seven point blessing. You shall also the earth be blessed. I will bless those that bless you, curse him that curses you, and all of them make your name great. And then God cuts covenant with him, Genesis chapter 12, and we have that encounter and all of this. So God says, Abraham is going to become a great nation, he's going to become a mighty nation. The question we ought to consider is, what is this thing about Abraham? Is it just a function of exclusive choice? I believe that there's a dimension of that. But I also believe that God is trying to lay precedent somewhere because he said, in him shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Verse 19, what did God say about Abraham in verse 19? Let's read together. For I have, hold it. God said, I have known him. In other words, Abraham has stopped pulling covers on himself. He has exposed himself to me. Oh my God. He has allowed for intimate consummation. He has allowed for exchange. He has allowed me. How many of you know there are people you block yourself from? And many times for good reason. How many of you, I heard about somebody, I don't want to give too much opinion, but somebody said concerning somebody, he said, this man, I don't like hanging around him because he makes me feel like a sinner. In other words, this other person carries such an aura of purity <laughs> that the demons around the other guy react. Abraham, God is saying to Abraham, we've moved beyond performance and audience. We are friends. There's a level of intimacy like, like you know, we shot the video for I'm not alone uh, two, Saturday, last week Saturday and GB and John were helping me, you know, I had to do my, I had to change clothes and all of that. And of course we had to send people away from where we were and my wife was there at some point. So she was like, 
God doesn't want to reveal that I have not seen. <laughs> Don't think too hard. <laughs> now, because we are married and we have seen it all, there's no need for forming. Because when you form with God, you will become deformed before men. You got layers. Some of you, your walk with God, your spiritual spirit man is like an immigrant in Canada. You're wearing layers, layers, layers of clothes. Your spirit man is opaque. Even word of knowledge, nobody can give you because the walls are too thick for prophetic penetration. <laughs> I'm just joking. But you're not honest before God. And it's affecting your walk with God. Is he okay if I, I speak like this? He says, I have known him in order that he may command his children and his out after him that they keep the way of the Lord to do what? Do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Next verse. And the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is very great, is great, and because their sin is very grave. Now, one of the major issues why Sodom had to be destroyed is because God is a righteous God. But it was not just the gravity of their sin, it was the outcry because of their sin. I want to follow this now. What it means is the presence of sin is not what determines judgment. It is the direction in which voices are speaking about that sin. In other words, if the outcry that was rising up to God was intercession, he wouldn't destroy Sodom. Ay, 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 are you following this? No case is lost if there's an intercessor. You will fight to the finish. But the outcry was not intercession. The outcry was condemnation. The outcry was God. You cannot be watching this thing. And when God speaks to Abraham, God knows the character of God. Or rather, Abraham knows the character of God. How does he know the character of God? David knew the character of God. Moses knew the character of God. They both testify that the Lord is long-suffering, full of compassion, and he extends mercy. However, the receptacle for mercy, the engagement of mercy, is doing business in the holies of holies where the mercy seat is. And what happens? Fellowship. Because the cherubim were face to face. It is difficult to have a base of mercy without intimacy. Yes, the cherubim, remember that? The Ark of the Covenant. How many of you know the Ark of the Covenant? Jason, come help me. They were like this. No, no, you face me. You got to face me. Face me. I was going to say something else. But face me. There was a box under their wings. And then you had the mercy seat. The most intimate part of God is his dealings with mercy. 
That is the part of God that can pick somebody who has killed 30 people and make him the greatest evangelist. It's a dangerous part of God. It is the same part of God that can look at somebody who has every reason to be the greatest slot in the world, Rahab, by a scarlet thread of mercy. says, you will preserve my inheritance and you be in the lineage of my greatest plan for the world. Can somebody say, thank you, God, for mercy? Can you say louder, thank you, God, for mercy? So whenever you're tempted to cry out against a thing, can you start out by crying out for them first? Intercession. Because the issue here was not that there was gravity of sin. They said because the outcry against it. Also for spiritual warfare, when people start speaking against your business or your family or work, you have to counter it. Because the spiritual world is ruled by cries or words or declarations. Say unto the valley of tribes. In fact, Jesus, he said concerning, he said, Woe unto you, Jerusalem and Chorazin, because you did not know the day of your appointment. You're getting this now. Are you here? So, and let us to go through all of that for that purpose. Let's go to Genesis 19 real quick. And if you go to verse 13 where we were before, he says the same thing, for we will destroy this place because the outcry against it has gone, grown great before the face of the Lord. Genesis 19, verse 13. And the Lord has sent us to destroy. Verse 14, what does it say? 14. Read it loud. Continue. Can, you, can we be fast with us, please? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When the day, continue. Please listen to this. Was Lot righteous or not? We'll look at that in Second Peter. Was righteous, but it's saying if you don't leave this place, it is not part of the design, but you can be consumed by it. So what it means is that impurity always consumes something of value. Yes, However you say it, impurity will consume something of value. Okay, let's go on verse sixteen. May you be evicted from every wrong environment by mercy. May you be expelled from every contaminating environment by mercy. May the mercy of God cause convulsions. Convulsions in the whale in which you've been swallowed. Because some of you are like Jonah in your spiritual walk. God was sending you to a place but you decided to go somewhere else. For whatever reason, because of your own personal preferences or desires and ambitions. And then now the whale has swallowed you up. Do you know that Jonah actually died in the belly of the fish? Are you aware of that? 
he literally died and that's why jesus said as the, the sign i will give you is the sign of jonah who was in the belly of the grave for three days so the first person to resurrect from the dead without the intervention of anybody was jonah you, you don't understand god was saying, i can kill you and bring you back up oh god do you know why some people don't fear god again He's only the lamb. He carried the lamb everywhere. Could you, could you, could you, cute lamb? He's a lion. So I can chew you and spew you out. If we have time, we'll go to Jonah chapter 2. Jonah's bodies said that the digestive juices of the whale were all over me. The seaweed wrapped themselves around me. My soul went into Sheol, which is the world of the dead. He said, but you brought me up again. You brought me up again. All by himself. Now, when he comes out, watch this. What killed him in the first place couldn't kill him again. And the Bible doesn't say he went for a medical checkup. Because when God resurrects you, he does it so perfectly. That's the beauty of the new life. So they set him out of the city. Verse 17. Let's hurry because I, I want to give you some points. 17, real quick. Can you help me quickly? Thank you. For we'll destroy this place. So it came to pass when they had brought them outside. He said, escape for your life. Do not look behind you nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains lest you be destroyed. High five somebody said, run for your life. What are you running from? You're running from Sodom. What are you running from? You're running from Gomorrah. You're running from the lifestyle that has allowed the works of the flesh to be normalized. Sodom was the place from where you get sodomy, which is an old word for homosexuality. So long before the internet, long before the proliferation of modern perversion, these guys were already sodomizing themselves. Back then, someone couldn't take it. Oh God, that's a good gasp, like this is too weighty. They actually said, concerning to angels that came to visit the Lord, bring them out that we may know them carnally. Or carnally. Angels. Depravity. Now, in our generation, there is subtle depravity going on. And I want to show you a couple of things from the book of 2 Peter, where we read, I think, last week. Can you go to 2 Peter very quickly so we can have perspective for that? 2 Peter chapter 2 and I want to take it from verse 1 very quickly please follow you can study later but just follow and write, take notes as you go but there were also false prophets among the people even as there will be false teachers among you which people the Old Testament people as God spoke through prophets they were false prophets in this day and age God is using teachers sorry are there false teachers or not he yeah. said so what will happen they will secretly bring in destructive heresies <laughs> even denying the lord who bought them and bringing unto themselves what save destruction verse 2 and many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will blasphemed in other words because their heresies cater to the tendencies of the flesh because their heresies are appealing to the flesh many will follow it because it is the natural disposition of man to go for the road that is easier to travel which one would you rather go staircase or elevator yes, 
elevator. Which one would you rather have? Bitters or sugar? Sugars. <laughs> Which one would you rather have? Water or Fanta? Fantasy? Which one would you rather have? Water or Fanta? Water or Coke? Generally. Which one would you rather have? Bitter leaf or chocolate? He said, men will follow the destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. What was it? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. All right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> By covetousness, what will they do? Exploit you with? The Holy Spirit reveals something to me. Words are so powerful. Nobody needs to rob you to exploit you. They can exploit you with their words. They were exploited with deceptive words. For a long time, the judgment has not been idle and the destruction does not slumber. Let's go on verse 4. For if God is now saying this is the reason, I'm warning you. If God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and deliver them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. Let's go on. And did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people. You know Noah. You know Omoluabi. That's what it means. Yeah, a, a descendant of Noah, someone who's different from the perversion of their age. Somebody thinks I'm walking, and that's what it means. That's what it means. Ask any deep Yoruba person. A child of Noah, right? A child, a descendant of Noah, someone who's different, a responsible, decent person. <laughs> one of eight people a preacher of bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly true righteousness will make you less palatable to a fallen system when true righteousness is speaking not a lot of people will agree with what you're saying next verse let's go and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction. Why? Making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly. This New Testament people, let's go on. And delivered righteous lots. What was he do, doing? He was Ask somebody who's oppressing your righteousness. You are a lady. You want to dress well. You're all covered up, looking nice, and whatever. Just be like you're too straight. Bring your Tinder swag. Can you put a slit around it so that when you stand like this, and the are you following this now? Ella. I'm not giving you Ella. <laughs> not you. <laughs> you see the now. No, Ella doesn't do that. I'm just, I'm just saying. Are you following this? Because left to you, you are not going to wear that thing. But because a generation feels like you're not well dressed, 
Are uh, you getting this now? Yeah. Oh, come on, talk to me. Yes, sir. If you can't say yes, I say ouch. <laughs> I'll say ye. How was he oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked? Now, have you ever been to a place before where they were smoking and you were assaulted by the smoke? You were not the person smoking. But what happened? What happened? It jumped on you. You, went, you were high. Anybody ever actually got high in a place before where they were smoking? Okay, how many of you ever walked into the toilet before when they were cleaning with some disinfectant? This morning, right? It happened to my wife sometime during the week. It happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I walked in there. It was clear. Then they put their spray in. Isol and Dettol and all whatnot. And I came out smelling like a toilet. <laughs> Look at somebody. Say, are you smelling like a dash? No, you, get, you get ask somebody, say, so why are you smelling like this days? Genesis, you're not asking anybody. Ask somebody, Franca, and then you're carrying a baby, so why are you smelling like? You don't use that kind of language on a good day. But here you are. F, 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 F. You have a mixtape of F and S words. <laughs> Left to you, that's not you. But in an environment where they put craziness as coolness. Yeah. You don't drink. You know you don't drink. But you don't want to be left out. It's better for you to be left out of the wrong thing so you can be right on the right thing. Small thing, you start drinking socially. So it's just smearing of ice. Light. Now, the alcohol content is not doing it for you. So you got to put some things, right? Spike a little bit. Look at somebody say, I think it's talking about you right now. This word says he was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. I need a translation that says he was vexed. There's a word that said he was vexed by the filthy conversation of the wicked. Whose Bible says vexed? Now the pictorial representation of the experience vex, right? Is Have you been to a, a carpenter's workshop before? Where they have the spoke shave. You know that thing that they used to file the wood to make it smooth? They usually hold it like this. You know it. Chin, 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 chin. You know it? That stuff, right? You know that that thing is not a hammer. So it doesn't brick the wood. It shaves it off. That's actually the word. That's the word there. Vexed. Well, the, with the filthy conversation. So Jada says smoothens it. But do you know as a smoothen it, what's happening is eroding it. So what happens in a filthy environment is that your soul is being eroded. It's a gradual thing. And we're used to be thick mahogany before. You're now plywood. Yeah. 
it's just, mm, it's just a little lie. Mm. I, I just kissed the girl. I, I didn't even make her cry. So, eroding, eroding, eroding. A song, I kissed the girl and I liked it. Now you keep playing. I just love Taylor Swift. Swiftly tailoring you the wrong way. Swiftly. Because you're hearing those things. He said he was vexed. Now the word just is the word righteous. Now, don't forget this. David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So I'm righteous, I'm the Lord's sheep. But it says, he leads me beside still waters and he does what? Restores my soul. Do you need to restore a battery if that's not run out? Or if it's not running out? That means your soul can be exhausted. And part of the exhaustion of the soul is the constant oppression or the shaving off. You can't join the spiritual beard gang if there's it is always on your chin. So y'all can put that metaphor together. You want to grow beard in the spirit, mature, but there's always Delilah's bleed. <laughs> Local man cannot can. I'm sorry, Mrs. Ayala. Where's she? Where's she? Okay. <laughs> Pulling you by the beard. Come, can I? Can I just metaphor? <laughs> Pulling. Pulling. It's not you, but it's because of her. If I don't give it up, the other way. Our ladies be giving it up. Hmm. So look at someone say, what's vexing you? We call vexation anger. You know, when you're exposed to those things, initially you're angry. But if you stay there long enough, you become used to it. And it's okay. And you will get to a point where you say, at least I'm not the one doing it. It's just people in my office, my friends. Uh, just my Twitter guys. Oh, can, can we talk about Twitter a little bit? I hear that Twitter is now... That people are posting things. You're killing them, you're killing yourself. That's what it means. And, and you say, well, she's just shaking, 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 shaking. She's just shaking, shaking, shaking. Is she shaking? I don't want to get so graphic right now, but there are other things I could say. <laughs> Shaking. Initially, it doesn't mean much. And then you look, and then you look, and then you look, and then you look. Then your pupils are dilating now. Your eyes are popping like popcorn. And when popcorn pops, it becomes light. Can be blown away like shaft. With the filthy conversation of the wicked. What filthy conversations 
have I permitted in my space? In what way has my or have my spiritual senses become dull? Because if you've been abroad during winter before, winter abroad, do you know at some point your hands become so numb? You can't even feel pain when it comes. Spiritually, when you are in a cold environment, your soul is conditioned to carnality. And when the Spirit of God begins to prod your heart, you can't even feel it. And the sad thing is because you still have the ID righteousness, you don't know that things are wrong. You think everything is well. Samson! He said, I will shake myself like other times. And he wished not that the Spirit had departed from him. Obviously, the Holy Spirit is not going to depart from you. But guess what's, what can happen? You can become trapped in survival instead of kingdom influence. And you are still a son, but you are now eating with pigs. Prodigal. The DNA never changed. But someone looked at him and said, that guy is a mad person. Have you ever looked at some believers like, something is not quite. Verse 8, I need to move verse 8 real quick. It's like the timer stopped working. Verse 8, what does it say? Help me. For that righteous man, what was it doing? Dwelling among them in seeing and hearing. What happened? Vexed his righteous soul. Watch this. Give me the verse before. Give me the verse before verse 7. Verse 7. Delivered just Lot, who was what? Vexed with the field of conversation. Verse 8. In seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul. So the first level, they vex you. Second level, you vex yourself. Oh, you're not getting that. The first level is an assault. They attack you. You weren't looking for it. They found it. But if you dwell there, and you are seeing and hearing it, and you are not putting up your filters, you are now the one doing yourself. Are you understanding this? Now the one, if your friends say, oh, come, let's hang out, let's hang out, just a friends and family hangout thing. You go there, swimming pool in the Koi, it's a gay party. Gay party. Party after party. Gay party. And like, Ah, assault. You feel assaulted. Boom. Then you see macho men. <laughs> macho men. And you stay there. Seeing and hearing it. Instead of excusing yourself. It's no longer your friend that is vexing your soul. You are now the one. Vexing your own soul. Look at somebody say you are not a tree. You can move. righteous soul from day to day with your unlawful deeds all right go to verse 9 real quick now why is he saying you have a choice the lord knoweth how to deliver the, let's read that together the lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day look at somebody say give it up i'm coming where you are somebody say give it up Shout aloud, you've got to give it up. Luke 17, 26 to 33. One of the things you need to give, I'll give you a list shortly, but many of those things are connected to just those two things, what you see and what you hear. What you're seeing and what you're hearing. 
what you're seeing, what you're hearing. Some of you, you need to give up music with lyrical content that is stirring up and arousing soulish and sensual desires on the inside of you. Every time you hear that song, you know, by Biba, you're thinking about things that should happen bye-bye, and you're, you're, I mean, just in, and it comes just in when you want something to be just in. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll bring all the inner conversations you have in your heart and, and help you see it so you can, you can face up to it. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not sure he's talking about me, but the way you're looking right now. Because some of you, that's your big problem. You say, I'm always depressed, I'm always depressed. The reason you're depressed sometimes is that you're listening to music that is stirring up emotions and you're using all your anointing to suppress feelings you didn't need to have in the first place. So you're using anointing to overwork, to reverse, to maintain yourself. Are you getting this now? You're starting a fire that need not exist. So it's like, ah, there's no water for my, my guests. No water to quench the thirsty people of my generation. Because you always need water to kill the fire in your bedroom. You're always cooking on your bed. I should have said this message was rated... 18. <laughs> I don't want to go too deep. But I keep saying I don't want to go too deep and I'm saying things. Are you seeing this now? You're hearing things. Some of you don't watch things, but you hear things. And the reason you don't watch things is that you yourself are a cinematographer in your own world. Hearing your own faith does not need to hear twice. Comes. You'll be fantasizing, fantasizing, thinking about your first boyfriend 13 years ago. That's the benchmark. Idol, yeah, idol, shigiti in your soul. That's it's a shrine. Working with a mobile shrine. Are you here now? Because see, we can look at Lot from a distance and say, you know, Peter be inspired. Oh yeah, Lot was vexed. When you're vexed, you can't even explain what's happening. Because yeah. you're too closely connected to that community to differentiate yourself from them. Yeah. And to differentiate yourself from them looks like some kind of disloyalty. Yeah. 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 So in a relationship and the girl wants it, you said you're not going to give it. She said, I can take it. How will I take it if you don't You know you don't want to give it. But how will you now tell her that you cannot do it? You feel like a betrayal. This is why Jesus said, if you must follow me, you must hate even your brother and your sister and, your, and everybody. He's saying their love for, your love for them compared to your love for me must be so like nothing. It looks like hatred. He said, that's how you can follow me. Otherwise, you're going to stay stuck in Sodom. And when judgment comes, it's not my plan for your life, but you might become sweeter. I like the way you're laughing. I hope the Spirit is convicting you. Luke 17, look at what Jesus said. This is Jesus speaking. And don't forget that Jesus cites the two examples that Peter cites. That tells me two things. These two things that happened. Number one, 
is not God's MO. Are you saying this? It is not God's typical dealings. Otherwise, you have plenty of examples that Jesus will cite. Are you getting this? It's not the will of God that anyone should perish. However, based on divine legality and necessity, God is mandated to judge certain things in the earth. Now, some will be like, eh, he might not judge my own. Are you an exceptional? As it was in the days of Noah, this is Jesus speaking, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate. Isn't that what they are doing today? They drank. Some of you, what you need to give up is food. Small food. You're already drooling, drooling. Food. You're drooling. Not even physical, virtual food. Like Instagram. Your eyes are popping, popping, competing with the screen of the thing. Dun, dun, dun. God when? You love food more than you love Jesus. And you will not admit it, but your action tells us all of that. Case in point, when was the last time you fasted? Not for a prayer point or prayer request, just to fellowship. Sounds like, eh? So there's fast of fellowship. Yes. You're not aware. There's fast of punishment. Sometimes when my flesh is acting up, you, uh, we just fast. We didn't plan it, but let's, let's just... You understand? Let's know who's in charge. Some of you, even when the Holy Spirit has inaugurated the fast, ordained it, like three weeks, they told you, you will fast for three days. Ah, is that church program? Ah. Are you not a church program? They married wives. They were given in marriage until the day. Watch this now. I wanted to see how terrible this scenario is because Noah built that ark, history tells us, for 100 years or more. 100 years. 100 years. Building the ark. Now, <laughs> I don't know. I think part of why it took that long. First, very massive ark. They discovered parts of it a couple of years ago on one mountain. Huge, ma massive, monstrous thing. But I believe that part of it is also this, just conjecture, was that the wood had to be growing. Abi, So you wait now for the wood to mature so you can get timber out of it. So people saw Noah doing all of that. The Bible does not say until the day Noah won. He said until the day Noah entered the ark. That means that Noah finished building the ark and people still didn't take him seriously. Nobody even said, ah, uh -uh. this thing might be serious, so let's just play. Let's just act as if we're part of him. Let's enter. He said, whilst they were, so Noah arranged elephants, tools, Abi, boom, 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 snail. They kept, snail took time to enter into the ark. Maybe two years out of the hundred. <laughs> snail, snail, snail. Or maybe the snails were actually smart and they latched onto the elephant. Look at your neighbors. If you're moving too slow, hook up. Don't, don't hook up. Hang out with somebody. Hang out with somebody that is moving quickly. You guys are not saying that. Look, look at somebody and say, if you're going too slow, connect with somebody. Who's moving quickly in righteousness? Enter the ark 
and the flood came and destroyed them all. Wasn't God's plan. If that was God's preferred, he wouldn't have sent a preacher to one. A preacher is raised to declare God's choice, God's preference, God's purpose. But God has given man power to say to himself, got to try, but I'm not ready. What is it in your life that represents eating, drinking, marrying wives, and giving wives in marriage? And in all of this, you're just like, God, I'm not, I'm not cut out for this righteousness walk. Romans 12, here's what it says. I'm going to close with this and just give you a list. Romans 12, the word says, I beseech you, brethren. Therefore, by the mercies of God, what should you do? Present your bodies a living sacrifice. God is saying, I don't just want your spirits. I saved your spirit. Now, I want your body, but guess what? Tilash, I want you. God wants your body, but listen, He's not going to take it. You've got to present it. You've got to present it. Wouldn't it be nice if somebody snatched it from you so you know that you don't have it again? It happened to some of you. God was saying, Give out your phone, give out your phone, give out your phone. You were saying, Eh? Give out your phone, eh? Get out your phone, eh? So you stop speaking phone, eh? And then a thief stole it. And all of a sudden, you could actually release your phone. Are you seeing this now? In other words, God doesn't want to rob you as a, as a thief. He wants to partner with you in fellowship. So that you give up the phone without him forcing it out. Are you following this now? He said, present your bodies, bodies, brethren, by the mercies, rather, I beseech you, by the mercies of God. So look at this. The invitation to walk free of certain habits, preferences, practices, uh, addictions is not from judgment. It's from mercy. It is God's mercy that wants you free from that thing. Oh, are you here, somebody? God's mercy wants you to release your money so that your life is not ruled by money. God's mercy wants you to be free from the lust of the lips. Once you see lips, you'll say, like somebody said, at least they leap here. By the mercies of God, what should you do? God is saying, this is because of my mercy, because I love you. Present your body. A living sacrifice. Living. This is not the kind of gift that you give and then walk away. God is saying your life is the gift. Your life is the sacrifice. What does it mean? As you're growing, you're growing in that sacrifice. What does it mean? As you yield, you're yielding. That, as you increase, you're increasing in that sacrifice. And it's hard many times to let go because when the angel said to Lot, this place is going to be destroyed. The Bible tells us that Lot still lingered. 
He still lingered. Why? He had so many possessions. Come on, people. He had spent years, I don't know how many years, but he had spent years building a life. And some of you, what's tough for you is that you've spent years building this relationship. But this relationship is really a relationship. And God is saying, give it up. Better for you to have wasted three years than for you to be damaged for 30 years and then become that your auntie or your uncle. How will you know what God wants you to give up? One of them is this. If you don't need faith to do it, it's possibly a sin. You want to drink or sleep with somebody? Do you need faith? I'm stirring up my faith. I'm building up. I'm edifying, I'm edifying myself. If you don't need faith to do it, it's possibly not. It's, it's a sin. Another thing, because some of you, one of the things the devil will try to do to you is to convince you that it's not really wrong. It's just, it's just. So another thing is, who's getting the pleasure out of this? If it's me, it's possibly a sin. Aha. Uh -huh. Who's the uh, recipient? Who's the end user of this engagement, transaction, interaction? If it makes me feel good, how does it make God feel? Another thing is, can I confidently recruit people into it without feeling bad? Are you getting what I'm saying? Can I confident? Because to detonate the lie, you need to present the truth. Otherwise, I don't have power to live above the lie if I've not seen the truth about it. If I have a girl on the side and I believe the lie that my wife is so busy I just need someone that can assist assist me in creating a a boost <laughs> you don't say you rationalize it I'm not married to her now. We're just, we just help her. <laughs> Can you help me? Yeah, I understand. It's a, it's a tough, it's a tough. Don't get distracted. It's, it's a tough thing to confront. We've got to confront it. Because it's in different levels for different people. And it's different things for different people. Same, but that's nothing to do with the flesh as you know. Some people, it's money. You can help people in every but when it comes to money, you can never give anybody any money. You can't. So why should that money? Why? Don't you don't have brain hand? Come out. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now the thing about sacrifices is that when the priest lays that sacrifice on the altar, nobody can touch it. Nobody can touch it. It is extremely difficult for me to operate in my priesthood and still fall for that sin. Because when I want to touch myself, 
and I remember that my body is not mine, but it's the temple of the Holy Spirit, and my priesthood rises, then the truth that sets free releases power into my space. Are you understand what I'm saying? Because it's not my body. That's, I'm sexually harassing the Lord's body. Now when you hear the word, you agree with it. When you're by yourself, it's tougher to do. So what you're going to do is that there must now be brokenness and surrender that releases a fountain of mercy. A fountain of mercy. A fountain of mercy. This is how you overcome, one of the ways in which you overcome temptation. Remember the mercies of God. You know many times when you overcome temptation, in the name of Jesus I proclaim, I'm the head and not the tail. Ah, it's not, that's not the right scripture. Um, ah, Lord, I will not look upon a maid. Ah, but this is not a maid, is it, is it an internet? Mercy first, say Lord have mercy on me. Mercy, Lord, if you don't help me, I'm going to sleep with this guy. I'm going to sleep with this girl. If you don't help me, I'm going to steal this money. See, the money is calling me. See this phone. Phone. It's not like you're laughing. There's some people that go to church to go and steal phone. At the altar of mercy. Because you can turn your back on the mercy of God. You come to a place of eternal life where life is streaming. And what your tiny brain can think about is to steal a phone. Mad sinner but the Lord will save sorry maybe the sinner is not mad mad demon speaking to the to the sinner but I want us to lay our bodies today and our, ourselves Paul writes it over and over and over and over yield your body as instruments of righteousness in other words an instrument is what you use to carry out something your body should be used to carry out the righteousness you convey in your spirit and there are ways in which you do it. one of them is what are you filling yourself with see reading your bible meditating studying the word of god in the light of jesus christ is not a routine it's what number one is first of all the way you survive number one that's number one the first purpose of food is survival it's not uh, what's that thing called delicacy or appeasement so reading the bible is not a delicacy at the basic it's the way the life, life of god is stripped forth because you are a spirit man a spirit man must eat spirit food what spirit food john 6 63 the words that i give to you they are spirit and they are life so every revelation is a spirit wafer spirit food you see the now that's food so if you're not reading the bible how can you have strength in the face of temptation it cannot work it's not the height of the soldier that guarantees his victory in the day of battle is how prepared he is and how strong he is and it's possible to have a strong a big spiritual image but your spiritual strength is small jesus said that to one of the churches in revelation he said i've considered he said your strength is small you're righteous, but your strength is small. How do we know anything that comes pushing you up and down, Jada, come? Anything, anything, anger will push you, you go. Disappointment push you, go. Lost, ah, inside. The strength is small. The righteousness is not the is not the issue. It's strength, and when you're being vexed, being filed. Every day, filed, 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 filed.
child the bible says he makes me lie down i've said it before can i say it again stop going out to useless places because it's just a wedding reception wedding reception don't let it become your welding deception wedding reception wedding reception wedding reception you're there two hours you've already seen five people that your body is craving just two hours next thing before you know certain parts of your body are beginning to call for attention they now spend the next two days reversing <laughs> reversing seven quick things I can't teach them let me just watch my phone number one you've got to give up your pleasures that's one maybe I'll teach this next week number one give up your pleasures number two give up your pain because some of you what you're holding on to is your pain your entitlement your right to be hurt your right to be offended your right to hold a grudge of course we know you have that right but why would you want your right to lead you to the left Number three, and these are higher matters. Give up your preferences and privileges. You cannot be a kingdom person without giving up your preferences and privileges. If you're going to have a strong marriage, you cannot have your way all the time. If you're going to be a great leader in a ministry, department, team, you can't, it can't always be your way. There are certain things that, that have happened in Kings, not necessarily bad things, maybe even good things in Kings that is not my preferred. So your preferences too, you've got to lay it down. Privileges. Number four, give up your pursuits, plans, and prospects. Elisha, leave those oxen, man. God's got greater need for you. There are many things I can do, but I don't do. Not bad things, good things. That I can do, but I don't do. Because if I do them and immerse myself in those things, certain things I've been called to do will suffer. And God is not going to award me for my potential. He's going to reward me for my purpose. So it's not how much of my potential gets exhausted. It's how much of my purpose gets fulfilled. So potential is secondary to purpose. You are given potential because you're called for a purpose. But there's a generation that is like, do all you can do. Really? Did Jesus do all he could do? Did he? Did he fail? So this all, do all you can do. Be all you can be. Where is it in the Bible? Be the best you've been called to be in the things you've been called to do better way to put it number five give up your practices there are certain things you do so for example some of you the reason you come late on sunday is that you sleep late and you're not like me that can sleep two and a half for three hours and be up you will sleep late it's a practice it's not a sin but you sleep late and you know that when you sleep by three six thirty will meet you on the bed give it up or some of you once your saturday is altered your sunday is messed up you won't even show up at all say so the lord understands I'm a living sacrifice on my bed. Give it up. So we're talking about giving up is not just the, you know, other things you spoke about earlier. It's also things like that. Some of you, you must always give it back to people. They give you one. No conversation must end without your own full stop. It's true. Ahead. And it's true. Ahead. I'm sorry. call. You must always put the food. Give it up. Let it be. There was something that happened because of it. I can't remember what exactly it was. And God just told me, just shut up and let it be. Just let it be. Give it 
up. Give up your praxis, some of you. 1%, 10%, 20%. There's no cent on your giving now. No cent. You just give anyhow. When you're the mood, you give. When you're the, you gotta have a disciplined life. Structure those things. You can't amount to much without sacrifice. Whether you are new creation or old creation. The sphere of the world, the sphere of creation, the earth responds to sacrifice. Yeah. Give up your practice. Paul said in fastings often, said with betrayals of men, beaten with stripes, left for dead. Number six, give up some partnerships. Some of you are entangled in ungodly relationships. As in like this relationship, you're so ashamed of it, nobody even knew it exists. It's so good that the relationship, their number is not even saved on your phone or is saved as angel, mentor. When in fact it's demon, tormentor. Small chops. Chopping your destiny into slices for the fried rice of evil. Number seven, give up your possessions. When was the last time you emptied your account for God? I'm not saying you should do it, I'm just asking. Because many of us will wait for online scammers to do it. When the Lord, are you seeing this now? I know this is a tough message, but it's a necessary message, isn't it? Because there's a hedonistic generation, hedonistic, a pleasure-driven generation. We love pleasure. We love shayo. We love, you just love to feel good, you know. So you've got to counter that by going extreme so that at least you'll be safely on the right track, right? You're like so off. And everything, pleasure is calling your name everywhere. Food, drink, alcohol, jokes, loot jokes, WhatsApp obscenities. Some people are like, I don't have time to read my Bible. But you're chatting on WhatsApp three hours combined. Check your screen time on your, on your phone. Check your screen time and see how many times you'll be flipping. You have time. I want us to bring repentance before the Lord right where you are. If you want to kneel, kneel. If you want to stand, stand. But I'm done teaching. I might expound on this seven later in another service. Maybe, maybe not. Lovely chorus just to the Lord. Can you present your heart before the Lord? And if you did this in the first service, can you just receive mercy and grace? in the service mercy and grace the word says that because of Abraham God delivered Lot for some of us we ought to now move to the face of intercession not just self-preservation or self-sanctification but intercession to intercede my children will not go through what I went through. My disciples will not go through what I went through. 
by the way this is not to shame anybody and number two it's not even your story that delivers people it is the truth of the gospel of Christ it's not your story it's not your resolution it's not your preference it is the image of Christ oh can you let out your voices and, and pray before the Lord can you pray for empowerment can you pray for empowerment some of you need to take a kneeling posture one of the things that we need to reclaim in this generation is bowing our knees before God bowing our knees before God is a sign of physical acquiescence of the superiority of a God who's also our father of the true God Paul said for the sake about my knees before God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ the father of all of whom the entire family in heaven and on earth is named Right where you are, give it up. Expose it to the Lord. I've been sleeping with my boyfriend, but God, I'm giving it up today. I don't even know how I will survive till marriage before, before between now and then. But Lord, it's by your mercies and by your grace. Lord, I, I lie every day. It has become a part of me, but, but I give it up. There is power in the truth. So when I come and I confront myself before God and I allow the light of God shine on that and I expose it before God and I say, God, you can have this too. You can have it all. So have it all. You can give it up. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you don't need to pay the tithe, you don't need to. But some of you, you should pay the 10%. You should give 15, 20, 25%. And the reason you keep saying, well, I've been delivered from the tithe, is because of selfishness. Some. Give it up. Oh, you sure won't go to hell for not paying your tithe or giving the tithe. You won't. But this is not about hell. This is about the purpose of God. This is about the ultimate agenda. Gossip. Give it up. Are you going to make mistakes? Yes, but leave mistakes as mistakes. It ought not to be a lifestyle. It ought not to be the regular. It ought not to be the part of your daily. Some of you, the reason you're caught in that trap, it's not you. It's your associations. The girl came up unto you and said you can have me and you were weak and vulnerable and it happened the first time and you you cried before the lord but then it happened the second time some of you it's people at work you work in the same place 
but the truth is you give them too much access to your life and too much access to your heart and, and you're not a bad person you're not evil but play has graduated into intimacy and intimacy is beginning to blur the lines Lord that you have mercy on us How about this whole self-love movement where you're just so selfish and self-centered in the name of protecting yourself but you don't do anything for anybody again. If you can't see how it benefits you, you don't do it. Give it up! Yes, you got hurt, seven people. But God says, I will heal and deliver and set you free. Oh, 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 oh. Can you do this in one minute as we close? Cry to the Lord for mercy. He says that God will abundantly pardon. That's what it says. He already forgave your sins in Christ. He's just asking surrender. Paul said this is the deal. Paul, Paul is saying that if he has made us kings and priests, right? This is the deal. What's our own priesthood? He's daily. Our priesthood is daily. And it's like you are the sacrifice in the new covenant. You are the sacrifice. You are the priest. In other words, you regulate yourself. That's why I said I will write my laws upon their hearts. Because you ought to be a self-regulating thing. That's why I might even know you're dealing with some things and I won't bring it up to you, to your face. But I'm praying for you. And if you bring it up to me, I will not even condemn you. Because I've been through my own process. But I'll pray for you. In the New Testament, God takes no delight in someone having a word of knowledge and saying, you, 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 come here. You slept with three people yesterday. You don't need that. You ought to regulate yourself. And if I sit in the spirit, I intercede for you. I have a private session with you. Why? Because these laws are on your heart now. The laws have not been taken away. The weight and the burden of keeping them have been met in Christ. But the working out of that ought to be organic. Just the same way blood flows out of your heart. The standards of God ought to flow from the epicenter of your soul in an organic way. And that's why I said if you see somebody who's overtaken by a fault. If you see somebody in the New Testament overtaken by a fault. You don't condemn, you intercede. You teach, you mentor, you guide, you pray with, you agree, you hold accountable. You check in. Not every day as a monster. Because <laughs> you ought to be self-regulated by the Spirit. That's the beauty of this covenant. And you're not by yourself. The Holy Spirit is your helper. <sighs> is there anybody here who just wants me to hold hands with them and pray with them? If there's anybody, let me just give you a few minutes. Walk up real quick. You just want that touch or that, that hand on you? Anybody? You don't have to come at all, but if, if you just want, just come. You just want that touch. The Lord sees you, the Lord knows you. Knows your tears and the weights and the concerns.
you give it, I'll take it. That's what I said. If you give it, I'll take it. Give it, I'll take it. If you give it, I'll take it. If you give it, I'll take it. There's nothing you're carrying that's too heavy for the cross. If I carry the cross, I'll carry you through it. Everything that breaks your heart, everything that does not give you glory, everything that does not bring you praise in, our, in the earth and in our bodies and in our lives, Lord, we lay down. Lord, we lay down. Lord, we lay down. We're bringing forth the fruit of repentance. With the tears and beyond the tears. With the cries and beyond the cries, God. We lay our lives down. We lay our bodies down. We don't see our bodies as our own anymore. They are your temple. We will not pour alcohol in it. We will not consume it in lust. We will not use it as instruments of lying, stealing, cheating backbiting and thank you because we're not doing this by ourselves God 
your spirit is guiding us your spirit is leading us your spirit is helping us your spirit is strengthening us your spirit is equipping us we will not remain in Sodom we'll live the life you called us to live there is life beyond Sodom there is life outside of Sodom there is life behind that habit beyond that pattern beyond that preference and we say yes to that life we say yes to that walk we say yes to that reality there will be temptation but we'll remember this point we'll remember your power and your life and your strength and we'll choose to look away from that screen and look at the son Jesus we'll look away from that green bottle and that wine bottle and look to Jesus we'll look away from that bed and look to Jesus we'll look away from that money and look to Jesus Thank you, Father. We glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Say to somebody, He sees you. He sees you. www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.